Welcome to Health as Wealth podcast with M Fitness. I'm Michael Ducey. Hi guys, Michael Ducey here from M Fitness. This is the fourth episode of our podcast. Today I'm delighted to bring on Ronan Murray from Coach Muzz Fitness. How are you doing this morning, Ronan? Good, Michael. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Not too bad now, Ronan. Lovely weather this morning. Well, lovely weather in Eris. What's it like in your part of the country? Lovely. I'm up in Dublin here on the East Coast and it's uh, it's beautiful. So, um, unfortunately, we don't have as nice a beach as us at home. So, I hope people are getting out and making use of them. Yeah, they absolutely are today, for sure. That's that's for sure. Um, okay, Ronan, I've got a couple of questions to bring on. Um, if anyone remembers, if there's anyone from fitness, you'll remember Ronan from maybe four I suppose three or four years ago when he used to train as a coach within fitness, really, really motivational and inspiring. And he obviously is a professional footballer as well. Um, Rowan, do you want to tell a little bit about your background, first of all, yourself? Yeah, so I um, became a professional footballer in 2008, 2009. Uh, so over 10 years. Um, so I've been in the fitness uh, side of things for more or less my whole life. Um, so then... Uh, I suppose I got into maybe coaching and uh, thinking about the other side of um, the other side of it, the dark side, as they call it, um, coaching side of it, uh, of football and and through fitness uh, when I was injured. So I was out injured with um, a pelvis uh, problem, stress fracture in my pelvis. So I was out for a year out of football. So I was constantly in the gym uh, doing my rehab um, day in, day out. So then I kind of got the bug for the gym and the benefits uh, I had because I didn't have any other um, outlet for um, for exercise, really, because of my pelvis, I was um, restricted in my movements. I couldn't run. Uh, I couldn't, you know, I could walk, all right, but it wasn't uh, prescribed to me. Um, so it was mainly lifting weights and um a different different type of fitness that I wouldn't have been used to playing football. So that's how I got into the gym work and the technique and uh, what was involved in it. And then I came home in 2017 and joined up with yourselves at M Fitness, and it was it was great. Um, the the group yourselves, the coaches were excellent, very welcoming, uh, very motivational, uh, giving me all the encouragement I needed at the time to. To follow that line of um you know of a job and uh and then obviously the group that we had were excellent and that are still with you now um you know good crack as well um very motivation in themselves and you get as much kick out of the classes as as they would at the end of the day so um so now i've moved up to the east coast so i'm, I'm trying to i'm i'm setting up my online business uh, coach Moz Fitness and and sending out programs to people that are looking for a bit of structure in their in their lives and um, health health tips and tricks and uh, go, that goes along with it. So um, yes, that that would be my story so far, Mike. Yeah, that's that's brilliant, Ronan. And one of the things I picked up on you said there was about um, the clients. You learn so much from your clients like they help you grow as a coach as much as anything like the, the clients that you deal with on a daily basis and um, you pick up an awful lot from them as well don't you like different terms of injuries they have different mindsets coming in different goals it does help you grow as a coach as well doesn't it absolutely yeah yeah you do your you do your personal training course your gym instructing course and you get all the basics but you really start learning um 
through your clients, uh, um, through their injuries, like you said, um, that that's been thrown at you, that you need to think of alternative exercises for them. And uh, maybe their diet might be, they might be celiac or something like that. That's, that's totally, um, different to like my own personal, um, issues. Um, and you have to come up with, uh, programs for them that it's going to suit their lifestyle and you learn and you grow as a coach. Um, I've been doing it maybe a year now with, with friends and, and family. Um, so I've had a good bit of practice and, and, and learning, like you said, and growing. So, uh, but even in the last three or four weeks that I've had clients myself, um, I've I've learned I've learned a lot in the last three or four weeks as well. Yeah, absolutely, um, and we'll touch more on that later on, Ronan, in the podcast as well. Um, I want to take it back a bit now and go back to your earlier days when you were starting off first in your career in football, um, because it's probably a lot of our listeners are that little bit younger and they're you know when, like a lot of people don't even know what career path they want to go down, even you know you know, into their twenties or thirties, you know, some people just don't know what they want to do. Like as a young lad, what's it like having that opportunity to, I suppose, do something that you dreamed about your whole life and, and what's that like as an experience? Great experience. Um, second to none experience that not many people get to experience, um, that height of competitive, uh, competitiveness, uh, at a very high level every day. It's, um, it was intense uh, day in day out um and that's where you have to keep on on the exercise side of things you have to keep on top of your nutrition to fuel yourself properly um to do your stretching and your mobility work uh, aside from the pitch work that's as important as the pitch work to keep uh, injury free um and the strength work in the gym to keep yourself injury free as well so it's all it's all linked but to get that opportunity so young um at 15 i boarded the plane to get to go to england after the junior cert um to to go and play football that um i was lucky enough to get a chance to do and it was just an opportunity that i couldn't turn down at that stage and uh i was lucky to get that chance and for someone running that's say if someone's in a similar um got a similar opportunity and they're young like that they're whatever 14 15 and they're really talented in a certain sport or with with music or some some sort of career path that they're really passionate about um like based on your experience would is there anything you would change like do you feel like you missed out on anything in terms of growing up in the west of ireland did you miss out on that social aspect with friends or is there anything you change or would you say no just completely follow your your dreams and you have to commit to it and be disciplined i missed out on a lot of things when i moved away um obviously then the the next stage was ty and and leaving cert and all that goes with it social aspect to your friends um go they don't go by the wayside but you don't see them uh you only see them every maybe two months three months um and you hear you know stories from home and etc but i had i had it in my head that uh this i was doing the right thing and i was giving the football my all and uh, my complete con concentration and focus and that's what i thought i needed to do to become a professional footballer and ultimately i have become a professional footballer maybe at, not at the heights that i wanted to achieve but uh, i know that i gave it a hundred percent and focused on it a hundred percent um most of the time so uh, yeah, growing up, 
um there's a lot i missed out on like education for instance um the leave insert i never got completed leave insert so um that affects you when you get to the latter end of your career um when people when people are looking for your leave insert results or to go on to courses and stuff and i don't have that um qualification so it does hinder you in in that sense and uh i would be stressing to younger people to get their education i know this is what moms and dads and grannies and granddads to be saying to you and uncles and get your education get your education but it is very important to get your education but i feel doing your education along with your football is doable and in fact the both bounce off each other in a sense that you can go to your football and you could have a poor game or a poor training session and then you bounce back to your education the next day so your mind's off the football and vice versa if you have a if you have a bad test or you know a bad day at school or you know find things tough uh at school you can bounce into your football and that can take your mind away from from your football so it's definitely doable um and even there's research into it saying that uh, if you do educate yourself during your footballing career, that it actually improves you on the pitch. So um, there is um, definitely research there done on that. Yeah, it sounds like, Ronan, from what you're saying there, that for someone young committing to something that's such a, an amazing, I suppose, it's an amazing opportunity. And to commit to that, it sounds like you have to grow up very, very quickly. Like you don't have that luxury of having your parents around you for that support. Obviously, you still have them, you know, over the phone and you can chat to them, but you don't have them there. Um, and that can be difficult as well, I'd imagine. So it sounds like when you went over to, to, to England, you grew up very, very quickly. Yeah, you had to grow up very quickly. You were, you were into a adult environment. Um, you were training with your under-18s group, but you're in the building with adults that were... 35 36 years of age in you know that have been there and done that and that's who you're sitting beside in the canteen uh that's the conversations you're overhearing that's the conversations you're involved in and you're only 16 17 and i don't think there's many occupations that you start out so young to be thrown into more or less the deep end and you have to grow up and you learn about life a lot quicker than someone that's in TY or someone that's in fifth, sixth year in school um, because you're obviously along with all your friends and you're learning about life at the same pace as, as they are. Um, as they are. So, um, so yeah, it's, it was, um, it was, it was, homesickness was a big thing as well when, when you go over. Um, I had, I had a lad from uh, Bellinar called David Cawley who, um, plays for Sligo Rovers. Um, he came over with me, very talented footballer, and that helped me because he was in the same boat as me going over there. <clears throat> so that really helped. So we kind of grew together over there and learned from each other and complained to each other about homesickness and um, all the rest of it. So um, homesickness, homesickness was definitely um, was definitely a problem and definitely a, a hurdle that you had to uh get over yeah and it sounds like you kind of learn very very quickly who your your friends are when you get over there you kind of you know you said david there was one one of your closest friends when you moved over and especially in an adult environment like the whole time to have someone your own age that you could kind of fall back on and chat to and 
you know, have confidential kind of conversations with as well. It was really good. Um, I'm going to touch now more on the kind of fitness injuries, motivation side of it. So I suppose we look at it from a footballing perspective first, and then we'll flip it on the trainer side. So um, footballing wise, like, like what's involved in terms of your fitness, then you have injuries to overcome and then the motivation to keep coming back. Like it's like a vicious circle. Like how did you find that whole pattern of keeping fit daily, trying to avoid injury, then maybe getting an injury and then the motivation to come back? Yeah, like you said, it's a constant cycle. You're, you play football, you get injured, you're out for a while, you're hating life and you're thinking, I'll never take football for granted again. Every day that you're in the gym, injured, not being able to, not being able to go out in the field and and play, um, and then you get eventually get back slowly, get back into your rehab slowly, get back into your running patterns, uh, and then you're back out onto the pitch, and then you're you're back flying again, um, for for as long as you can. And but the main thing is to keep up your your rehab work, uh, that you had during the during your time out uh, to not stop that because that really, really helps in injury prevention. Um, I know from personal experience and there's research done into it that it's really, really beneficial uh, for athletes um, and even your regular gym goers, even to have like a proper uh, rehab program or prehab is called. Um, so pre-exercise uh, exercises to do that strengthens the body up and gets the body uh, ready for uh, all your muscles to work um, and so they're warm and so they don't tear so you don't tear any muscles during your exercise so um, it was a cycle uh, but yeah to be mentally strong to come back even stronger because if you didn't have the if you didn't have the passion for the football you wouldn't come back so the passion was always there uh to be competitive um to win games um to be competitive and training every day uh that was there if you didn't have that then you probably wouldn't come back um from the injuries you'd probably leave it there um uh, but the passion was always there with me and like anything in life now i have a passion for fitness as well as the football and showing people how they can uh, improve their lives uh through health and fitness um and how beneficial it is to uh it can be to your life and your family and your family life yeah absolutely Ronan. and i'm going to stick with that topic there as well but more from a, like a mental point of view like based on your experience now what advice would you give to someone that's having like a tough time like a knockback or something setting them back like just relating back to your own career you were really i i think one of the best attributes that i've seen from you as a person and even as a trainer like you're so resilient, you're motivated, you always come back no matter what life throws at you. Like there was times there you suffered lots of different injuries and you're out for a long time. And I, I would imagine that's mentally very, very draining to try and come back from. Um, and then obviously having to switch environments, different clubs and stuff can be challenging as well. So like from your experience, what advice would you give on that for someone? Let's just relate it back to someone that's going through a tough time or someone that's trying to get fit or someone that's trying to go into the gym. Um, yeah, it's, it's very tough mentally. Um, if you've had a setback, um, you're, you're wondering at the very start, why me? Why is it always me? Or, you know, um, why do I have to go through this? Um, but you're not the only one that goes through injuries. Um, so you have to realize that and 
you re- have to realize that people have come back uh, from injuries and setbacks, uh, whatever it may be, and they actually come back stronger from it um, because of their mental strength. If they come back from it, they're going to be mentally a lot stronger from it. So I wouldn't be afraid of coming back because you would only come back stronger from it. Um, and then to strip it back, if if you had a six week injury, for instance, your your physio or um, whatever uh, medical person tells you you're out for six weeks or eight weeks, you just have to strip it back to day by day and give yourself maybe um, two weeks and mark it on the calendar. This is when I can maybe start to walk and that'll be your target. So set your small targets um, in your head for your mental capacity. And then once you get to the two weeks, you can start to walk. You can set another target along with your physio. Um, so constantly in contact with the physio to say, when can I walk? When can I jog? Uh, when can I squat? Um, when can I hike? And they'll give you a time frame. If they say four weeks, then you then you you get over the get over the initial uh, disappointment that it might be a longer spell and then you just get on with it this is your week one week one of the of the four week um plan uh in place um and that's how that's how i would uh, address just take it day by day and have a plan in place maybe week to week um and then before you know it the six weeks the eight weeks will be up and you'll have um you'll have a good base there if you do your uh rehab exercises um, and all the advice that's been given to you by your um, by your physio or doctor. Yeah, and what you said there as well, the small steps thing is absolutely huge because if you keep taking those small steps every single day, you're gonna they're all gonna add up and get you back to where you want to be. And I think in the past, and even now, still with with people that I suppose aren't educated on fitness and injuries, I think when when they get an injury, the biggest thing they think of is okay, this is a break now, I'm out. Just I'll do nothing now for the next four weeks or six weeks. I can't do anything because I've hurt my ankle or whatever. But you never think about the positives you can draw on. Like, but I can still do upper body. I can still focus on a really good diet here. I can still practice mindset and things like that. What would you agree with that, or what's your kind of thoughts on that? Uh, it would depend on the. Uh, absolutely, I agree with it. Um, just on the other side of it, if there were an athlete that um, might actually need two or three weeks out. That if they've been through going through intense training, uh, intense discipline, they might need the two or three weeks to actually just have a respite. Um, but somebody that's just a regular gym goer that needs um, the gym and exercise to keep in shape. Um, for instance, a client has come to me with a sore toe, so I've designed a, I've designed exercise sessions that has keep kept her off her feet, um, uh, upper body. Uh, uh, exercises there's loads of this is what we're here for this is what personal trainers are for gym advisors are for um, is to think of alternative exercise that you can still get a, a good gym session in if your injury allows um, and you can stay away from if you have a groin injury quad injury whatever it may be there's still exercises out there that you can do uh, just to raise your heart rate and to burn a few extra calories during the day just keep yourself ticking over until your injury gets better. And do you think that it's important to kind of practice gratitude on a daily basis? Like 
you said there when you're on about injuries, there's always someone else that has an injury that's just as bad as you. And sometimes maybe you need to rein it back and just say, well, I'm lucky that I have this or I have, you know, I'm able to run or I'm able to walk or whatever. Do you, do you think gratitude is important for clients to practice as well? Uh, very important. Uh, I would practice that maybe two or three times a week. Um, it's difficult to get into at the start, uh, but like anything else, build, put it into your routine. Uh, set a time that you're going to do it before work in the mornings. Um, what I do is put on, most people have Netflix. There's a headspace on Netflix. Um, and then there's a headspace app as well that you that you can pay for, which is excellent. Um, flick it on, flick it on the TV and it's only 20 minutes long. 20 minutes in your day and you're it's like you're it's like you're giving to the universe and then you give back and, and it gives back to you for the rest of the day because you realize how lucky you are um it, that's that's basically what meditation is 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 gratitude um and realizing the people around you your family <clears throat> your friends and your um how lucky you are to live in a good you know a country that like ireland um you know we don't know how lucky we are until we start practicing these um these uh, practices so i would definitely um get it into your routine um during the week i uh, two or three times a week um if every day if possible i know it might be possible but definitely try and get into your daily routine brilliant yeah and it does definitely help with a positive mindset as well i think um Right, this is one of my, my favorite areas I wanted to touch on. I want you to chat about your time within fitness. I think a lot of our listeners might have been viewing some of our bloopers last week. We we had a lot of fun in the early days of in fitness, didn't we? Yeah, it was it, it was uh, it was it was great times, great crack, you know, and uh, all the behind the scenes stuff that people didn't see, you know, that was going on. It took us two hours to film one. I don't even think we got a film out of it. I don't even think we got a video out of it. That's how bad we were. But it was great crack. And that was the atmosphere that uh, yourself, Mikey, created um, at the time. And it was uh, it was a joy to be part of. And, and of course, the M-Fitness uh, Christmas parties were obviously, I <laughs> I look forward to them as much as anything. Yeah, there were there were the, the stuff of legend, definitely. Um, I think we need to, to, I suppose, acknowledge that Mikey was probably the main person bringing a lot of the fun to the table with his, um, uh, I don't know how to describe it, really. <laughs> he was liable to do anything off the cuff, wasn't he? Yeah, you didn't know where he was going, but we just you just went with whatever he came up with. Uh, I don't know if he knew where he was going himself, but fair play. <laughs> he, he came up with a few things on the spot and and that was that was Mikey, and that is Mikey. He's, I don't know how he does it. I I work completely different to Mikey, and he does a ten times better job than I do. But he he come up with things on the spot. Um, he rock up to the session five minutes before, and he go boom, 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 boom. Have everything set up, and I'm like, how I'd be there half an hour before setting up, and he'd just have it done five minutes, everything. And they, the the ladies will walk in, and the lads will walk in, and he'd be like, right, let's go. And I'd be there preparing for about half an hour, preparing my preparing my warm up, preparing everything. But uh, he's he's something else. He's something else. But it was great. He was great crack. Great crack. Yeah, it just it, I think it just shows you like that you can get so much out of a session regardless of every trainer brings something unique. And with Mikey, it's always like fun and 
uh, impulsive and you're kind of like, oh, I don't know what's coming next kind of thing. And, you know, that's that's the that's the way he was doing, his, you know, the training at the time. Um, thankfully, he hasn't changed too much. He's still he's still <laughs> a lot of fun. Um, and then I just remember you, Ronan, used to come and you'd have your notebook and you have everything structured, ready and planned for, you know, it could be happening like an hour or two hours time. But, you know, and then you're both still getting really good sessions in, but it was really, really good times. Definitely looking back on them now, you kind of appreciate them even more when you kind of think about them. Definitely, yeah, especially in the times that we've had in the last year. Um, to have that, to have whatever, I'm ever 15, 20 women in that small uh, space and in fitness, the first little gym down the bottom. Um, and they were they were one of the best sessions that were ever put on. Um, the, the work that them girls went through that time and uh, we even had them outside that time, didn't we? Uh, getting them outside in the fresh air. <clears throat> So um, they were definitely great times, and you look back on great fondness. Absolutely, yeah. And like virtual training has taken off like unbelievably since COVID, and it's really, really popular. But one of the drawbacks, like it's brilliant, it's so convenient in terms of time. Like you can hop out of bed in the morning, do a seven a.m. workout, you're there, and you're just doing it. Or you know, you're you've got a, a recorded workout to follow, and you can just do it anytime you want, and it's so so convenient. Just from my own experience, and I don't know if you've found this yet or are you thinking of it moving forward, but do you think that one of the things that's lost with the virtual training is that kind of camaraderie and that togetherness when you're, you talked about 20 people in the room there and all pushing themselves to their absolute limits and you could just feel the energy in the room. Do you think that's lost a little bit um, from the virtual side of it or can you replicate that as well? No, definitely. But that's, that's one of the drawbacks, like you said, to the virtual. You don't get that, um, you don't get that camaraderie feeling. Um, like even before training, um, before or after, before or after the training, um, there are all the girls are chatting away. You know, fifteen minutes before they've they're talking about what happened in the news, what happened during the week, etc. Um, and after they're buzzing after the after the training session and they're having the chats and all the rest of it. So that's definitely lost. Um, but then it's not convenient for everyone to show up. Um, people have kids, people uh, have work, etc. So um, there's pros and cons to the two, but definitely, especially with the environment I've been in with professional football, a dressing room, the camaraderie that you build uh, is priceless. And, and that's one of the best things that I think human beings enjoy is the camaraderie side of, of everything, whether it's going down the pub for a few drinks or having a football match with your mates or whatever it may be. Um, people in, in, I know in these times it's weird, but people in, in tight spaces, having the crack is, is, is uh, really beneficial mentally as well as uh, physically. Absolutely. Um, right, sorry, I just I listened to that alarm. I was saying someone's nicked Ronan's car there while we were recording. <laughs> Did you record? Did you record that? Is it? Are we yeah, sure? yeah, it's it's still going. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> we can cut it, maybe. Um, Disaster. <laughs> so, Ronan, one of the best attributes I remember you having as a trainer, um, even seeing you over the years when you started in fitness first, was you're always a great motivator, and that reflected back in your clients as well because you're always able to push them and drive them during the classes. Um, so, in terms of your own motivation, what was the motivation to become a personal trainer? Uh, the main motivation was to help people uh, realize the benefits of exercise. Um, 
I realized the benefits of exercise when it was taken away from me, ironically. Um, uh, and then when you got back to it, you felt so much better in yourself, more confident, uh, more able, um, more outgoing, more social, um, all the things that come with it. Uh, you know, when you lose weight, you feel better, you look better. Um, so all these things uh, would have came back to me once um, maybe I had an injury or, or I was out for a period of time and and couldn't exercise as much as I um, as much as I wanted to and then maybe the diet slacked as well because it goes hand in hand and then you start putting on a bit of weight um, bit of body fat and then you start you know feeling bad about yourself and um, the only way to to address that is by exercising moving more and eating less um, so that was the main motivation to get involved in in um, in the fitness industry is to help people realize what they can actually do and what the human body is actually uh, designed for um, through history and what it's what it was designed for you know um, down through the years so um, everyone can do it um, and it's no problem to anybody they might have uh, injuries or um, you know their own personal issues but there's work there's ways to work around these these things so um, that was my main motivation and uh, yeah and I know how hard uh, people can be pushed if you if you push the right buttons with them and how how much fitness they can gain and how much better they can feel about themselves if they just they just need a little push um, and I think everybody needs a little push from somebody it's hard to push yourself uh, into into the realms of pain maybe or you know um you don't want to put yourself into pain but you don't mind someone else putting you in pain because you can blame them so uh so that that would be um my main motivation would, would be to help people yeah um absolutely i think that's one of the biggest triggers for most trainers that they enjoy can help people grow and improve um what i'm going to touch on now is what that was what motivated you to become a trainer and now i'm going to talk about just footballers in general, that like kind of the thing that you start to see now is that a lot of footballers, as they're nearing the end of their career, especially Gavarian footballers, you see them kind of doing maybe another business or they start off maybe another career or, or they're looking at other paths as well. Like obviously the, the first uh, protocol seems to be to either go into the coaching side of it or scouting side of it and stay in football. Um, but I suppose also there's the opportunity like yourself to venture I suppose outside football, you're still linked in in a way with the fitness. But do you think it's really important for, say, players, even younger players now that that are playing football, to start thinking about life after football as well, to have some some sort of plan in place or to start thinking about it as well, or is it more of a distraction while you're trying to play the football? No, like I said, um, previous uh, in your previous question about education and and football i think it bounces off each other and i think you should definitely do something on the side might only take you two hours it might only be part-time education uh but it definitely won't hinder you in your football inability it'll only improve it it'll only improve your brain capacity it'll only improve your concentration um on the field it it's it uh, transfers over uh onto the field as well with um your learning so I would definitely encourage um, part-time learning uh, and getting into what 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 makes you tick outside of football. I know 
footballers just concentrate on on football alone and that's the way i was for a few a good few years uh it would just be football 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 i want to be the best footballer i can be but uh as i've learned uh, as i got older that's um actually learning and putting some self-care into your into your own uh life apart from football is definitely very beneficial um on and off the field um and football doesn't last forever that we keep on being told but never act upon it uh, and it doesn't last forever and some t- one day it's just going to be gone and you need to have something in in place uh for for when you're finished um, and when you finish you hopefully you'll have a, a family to to support and you're going to need an income so um the, that's that's the real world that's the real life outside of football that you need an income and you need a you need to see some sort of qualification or or whatever to to keep you going yeah that's really really good advice and definitely for anyone that's, that's involved in kind of elite sports so that you I, I think it's so important to just you never know what's around the corner like injuries or anything it's good to have something you know there as well as a backup plan um i'm gonna just uh, ask you this question now because i'm sure there's a couple of Belmo listeners here wondering are we going to get a year or two out of Ronan playing gaelic football at the end of his soccer career have you given that any thought or is it like no soccer and that's it oh jesus every year every year i think about it but uh uh <laughs> Jesus. I was just thinking. I was just thinking of a clip on the video. I was looking at the bloopers there, and at the time, I think you put put up just for the crack it was like Rona Murray, Mayo corner forward. So I was I was thinking, is there any way this man will be coming back playing any Gaelic football? Uh, I you never know, you never know. But uh, in the meantime, it's it's soccer. It's definitely soccer. I, I'm afraid the boys, the the Gaelic boys, have gotten too big for me. Uh, <laughs> they'd only eat me up in corner forward. I was a nippy corner forward, but I think that's come out of the game. So um you did a try, didn't you? You played a, a game was it one game or a couple of games there just I think was a year or two ago you, you played just during the off season or something, was it? Yeah, I was in between clubs and uh it was um when I came back from England, uh I start I started playing for Belmont again and training with them and What was the biggest difference you found between playing as a fifteen or fourteen fourteen or fifteen year old to playing against like as you said, grown men with the big shoulders and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> well, it's not only the big shoulders, but people are smarter when they're older. <laughs> the, whereas uh, when I was playing under 15s, you know, I was I was quite quick. So it was a case of just getting the ball and running with it and taking your point or taking your goal like I was a full forward. Um, so I had the pace, which made life a lot easier for me uh, as a young lad. But they're, they're cuter when... They get older, they get cuter for these nippy fellas, and um, that that was probably the biggest thing I found that you know it wasn't as easy to get past someone, uh, or they'll intercept a ball, they'll read what you're trying to do, uh, as opposed to underage. You know, you know, there's not it's it's all enthusiasm and not much thinking about the game. You know, so um, that was probably the biggest thing, but. I really enjoyed coming back to uh, coming back to it, and um, but then I signed for Galway United, um, and I had to uh, <laughs> I had to get an income for myself, so um, so that was that was the that was how it went. But uh, no, I love the Gaelic, and I can't wait for it to be back on our screens and um, shouting on for Mayo again. 
I'm going to put that down as never say never. Might might happen. Um, okay. That question wasn't answered. <laughs> so that's that's the media training now from the earlier parts of your career. <laughs> um, okay, I've got two questions left, and the first one is just coming to your own business now. Um, you recently started training your own clients online and started up your own business. How's the experience been so far for you, and how's it been going? Like I said earlier, it's it's. Uh... I'm learning every day, every day and everybody, um, it's, a, I'm working a balance now between the football and, and the coaching because the coaching has taken a lot of time. Um, how would I say admin work, um, rather than physical work, which I wouldn't be used to. Um, so you're, you're constantly, uh, maybe on the phone communicating with, uh, your clients and giving them advice and, um, obviously giving them their programs uh for the for the week or, or whatever it may be and um giving them a class here and there so uh it's balancing all that and keeping your energy for the football side of it as well you know so um um it's uh, it's been i'm learning all the time i'm only, only three or four weeks into it but really enjoying it and really enjoying the constant contact from the clients and seeing how how they're enjoying the program and uh they're learning new things and um there's one girl that's gone out for her first 5k uh there the other day like and she would never thought about running before so um you know little things like that give you a buzz and uh and that's what that's why i do it is for that buzz and to help people uh, improve um in any way they can uh their lifestyle and their and their fitness yeah and at the start there you mentioned one of the things and we had a call last week didn't we, we were chatting a little bit about starting you know starting off and the admin work is so underestimated for pts i don't think any if there's anyone listening that's a pt or that's about to start as a pt it's pretty overwhelming at the start isn't it the admin side of it you don't expect it it doesn't no. of between social media, financials, marketing, all of that. All of that side of it is, is massive nowadays, especially with social media. Um, you have to be seen um, to be to be active as such. Um, but yeah, I, I gave you a phone call a couple of weeks ago when I started. And the first thing I think I said to you was that uh, we never appreciated you at M-Fitness or all the admin work that you were doing behind the scenes. All me and Mikey had to do was show up and, and do the sessions with the girls, but you were doing all this work behind the scenes and I never realized how much time consuming it is. Um, so uh, that was probably the first thing I said to you and you, you agreed, but um, I'm, I'm hopefully I'll get used to it and uh, I'll get better at it as I go and it won't be as, as uh, time consuming as, as I go. Yeah, absolutely. And and like one of the things I said to you as well, you, you actually, you know, it's something you're passionate about and something you enjoy. So you actually do look forward to getting those messages. It could be like 10 o'clock on a Sunday night, but you don't mind because you're trying to help someone move forward. So it's something that you make time for and you just get used to it after a while. And, and you know, it's something that you can manage, you know, and it sounds like you're doing a great job of it so far that you've kind of adapted to it already, which is great. Um, I suppose the last thing I want to do, Ronan, is ask you, just for anyone listening, like someone that's listening to this podcast now and they're like, just let's say they're they're struggling with their fitness, they're, they might have a little bit of weight on or they might be 
suffering a little bit of anxiety or there's something not right in their life right now in terms of their maybe their mindset or or there's something not right what would your advice be as a trainer what what should they do should they turn to fitness does it help what what would you what advice would you give them uh if you're struggling uh physically uh and probably uh struggling mentally um fitness is the answer uh exercise is actually the answer is the best medicine you can um you can give someone i think doctors <laughs> i think that's the go-to advice for doctors they don't they generally don't want to be giving you medication uh which exercise can actually a natural source um of prevention of um diseases and um you know pains and aches actually go from uh getting your muscles and joints moving um and the the advice i give is is get in contact with professionals get in contact with in fitness get in contact with myself um and we're here to help um you you guide you through everybody's at different levels uh we've got clients at different levels of fitness um it's not just elite uh sports people uh it's down to people that just want to lose weight and have never squatted or never done a press up or never gone for a jog in their lives so there's all different levels that we uh, accommodate um and we've been trained up to um to work with so uh, if there's a, a element of fear there, um, most personal trainers are are um, are likable people and very approachable, uh, and that's that's why they got into the industry in the first place. So don't be afraid to get in contact with them, and they'll do their best to accommodate and um, get them onto a program that they'll enjoy and that's attainable, and um, get them get their lifestyle back on track and into a good. Mind, mindset and habits that's brilliant Ronan and thanks so much for joining us today it's been a really really good chat and there's been lots of good knowledge there for people listening as well to use moving forward could you just mention Ronan your um, social media pages and how people can get in touch with you if they're looking to get started on their journey as well yeah so it's Coach Muzz Fitness on Instagram and Coach Muzz Fitness on Facebook there's a Facebook page there as well uh my name is rona murray um i'm on facebook personal page as well you can message me on there also so um you can message me on it through the direct message on instagram or on facebook um that's where you could catch me brilliant thanks so much for coming on today ronan and we will be chatting to you very soon thanks michael best of luck thanks for listening guys we're out of time for today You'll find out more on www.infitnesstraining.com and you'll see us on our social media as well on Facebook and Instagram.